Welcome to Beautiful Baggage, confidence, wellness, and wisdom through travel and everyday adventure. I'm Stephanie Martin-Taylor, your guide to this podcast journey. Thanks for joining me. everyone. I hope you're doing well and have some good adventures planned for this fall and winter or spring and summer if you're one of my listeners from the Southern Hemisphere. I'm very excited to say I have some listeners from Australia. I was there for the first time about six years ago and I'd love to go back and spend some more time there, especially certain cities like Melbourne and Sydney. The focus of my first time in Australia was the outback and the coast going out to see the Great Barrier Reef, to see those beautiful, colorful fish that you see in all the Jacques Cousteau films (laughs) and other documentaries about that beautiful place. During other parts of the trip, I saw kangaroos and koalas and crocodiles, all the amazing things you expect to see in Australia, and I loved it. But I was also really intrigued by the cities as well, especially Melbourne, because it reminded me of San Francisco in some ways. I'd love to spend some more time there just experiencing the art and the culture and taking in what I sensed was a really eclectic vibe. And that takes me to today's podcast topic, finding momentum for things we want to experience and achieve, whether it's in our travels, our careers, our fitness goals, whatever. What I've learned from my many years of travel and trying a variety of things is that once you overcome the hurdle of trying something new, Sometimes all it takes is a small taste of that experience to get the drive, the energy, and the momentum you need to begin exploring in real depth whatever it is about the experience that interests you. And before long, you might even find that you've become an expert. Do you have something in your life like that? An interest or a hobby that perhaps you were afraid to try at first or skeptical of, but once you dipped your toe in the water, you gained the energy and the momentum to really immerse yourself in it more and more? One of the reasons I've been thinking about this is a few weeks ago, I got an email from a yoga studio I go to, and it was congratulating me on hitting my 100th class there. I knew I'd been there a lot lately, along with a number of other yoga studios around the city, but 100 classes in one place? The funny thing about it is that I really resisted going to yoga classes in general for a really long time, and at this studio space in particular. One of the first times I went there actually was many years ago. The studio had a different name and was under different ownership, I think. And I remember I was resisting the experience so much at the time that the teacher kind of giggled once when he corrected me on a posture. I don't know why exactly, but my guess is it was kind of obvious that yoga was just not my thing at the time. And I didn't know much about what I was doing. Now I actually crave yoga. And kind of like I do when I don't get my morning coffee fix, I can get a little grumpy when I go for more than a week without it. What got me to where I am now, I think, is that I decided about three years ago to start yoga again really slowly with the easiest classes possible. For me, these classes are called restorative classes. That's officially what they're called. They involve a lot of stretching and lying around on the floor, but they don't require much, if any, exertion. In fact, it's not uncommon to see people fall asleep in this kind of class. And from that type of almost no effort effort, 
which seemed a bit indulgent at the time, or not like real exercise, I started to build the momentum and just enough energy to really begin the more challenging classes in earnest, and to truly turn it into a practice. The studio that sent me the email about the 100 classes also said I'm now eligible to take one of their teacher trainings, which again is pretty funny given that a teacher not so long ago in that studio reacted with amusement to my less than expert technique. But that's the way it works in so many things. I see this a lot with experienced world travelers. They can't wait to keep going and going. They may start with some place that's fairly easy to navigate. For Americans, that's often a place like London or Paris. And in fact, if you know the American travel writer and TV producer Rick Steves, he calls Europe the waiting pool for Americans when it comes to world travel. He means this in a very positive way. His message is that if you begin traveling abroad in places that are pretty easy for Westerners to get the hang of, you're much more likely to dare to tackle parts of the world that might feel more challenging. I mentioned in episode seven that I've taken many, many guided tours in my life. And one of the things I notice each time with my fellow travelers is that in every group, there are a number of people who seem just addicted to travel and finding economical ways to do it. They talk about earning their miles and their hotel points. They're great travel agents that get them the best deals, etc. It's something they just are so committed to and so energetic about. What's even more interesting is that so many of these folks are older. They've retired or they're just about to retire. And I notice that having this kind of passion and a momentum that fuels it really seems to be a big part of what keeps them youthful and probably healthier than a lot of their peers. In fact, I've learned so much about healthy aging by watching older travelers who are really passionate about it. And usually they're passionate about other interests and hobbies too, I notice. Because the thing is, energy and momentum you gain in one area of your life often spills over and gives energy for other things. Energy produces energy, whereas staying stagnant in areas like your health, your intellectual life, your social life, leads to more of the same, more inertia. So if you're feeling a little stagnant, my challenge to you today is to think about something that you might want to try and think about how you might find the easy way in, the waiting pool version, as Rick Steves might say. For me, it was restorative yoga that launched a very robust practice. For you, it might be, say, if you want to learn how to cook, trying the easiest recipe you can find on the internet and just seeing what happens. If you think it might be useful or fun to speak another language, finding a free podcast to teach you just a few words and phrases. See how it goes. If you'd like some more ideas to help you brainstorm, come on over to my website, yourbeautifulbaggage.com, and check out my show notes for this episode. I'll have a few ideas over there. When you're there, please say hi by leaving me a comment or sending me a direct message. As always, I love to know what you're thinking and just love hearing from you in general. Thanks so much. Keep collecting beautiful baggage and I will see you next time.